0: hi welcome to tflp episode 456 we are live tonight uh november 15th um i'm lucas i am joined tonight by phil hi and anna good evening and peter
2: forever destron
0: so uh, tonight we are going to talk about a little uh, cyberverse here. So, the uh, some of the members of the cast have been bugging me to uh, to do a show. So we we did a, a live stream at what, what what's going on, Phil?
1: I'm poking you. you. I'm I'm uh, poking
0: you. Um, so we did a live stream at some point where we tried to watch cyberverse. That did not work out um at all because apparently you're not allowed to do that type of thing so that that was a while ago and then i never picked it back up uh cyberverse at least but i don't know anna did you end up watching it at the time like i know we we're we we're watching some of did you end up watching more of it i watched back then i watched all of season one and i didn't really play much with
3: season two i mostly just stopped after season one
0: Yeah, so everyone said, you know, so I watched it, and it was like, uh, you know, the the beginning of season one was, you know, heavily about Bumblebee, and it was kind of, it was a little bit slow for me and whatnot, but everyone kept telling me, like, oh, this is a great show, you gotta watch it, and all that, and so I, I just never got around to it, um, and now we're starting on season four here, um, which I, I'm actually a little bit surprised that it's you know went on as long as it has uh and whatnot so but then we said oh let's go ahead and do a show about the new movie and all that you know so then i've been you know uh catching up and whatnot so i know i think phil and peter and annie like you guys are all pretty regular watchers of the show right yes I haven't seen
1: all of season one, but I've seen all of season two, three and and both the season four movies.
0: Now, Phil, do you watch it with your kids as well? Or is it just kind of like your own?
1: I don't think I would have watched this except for my son. You know, my son was probably five or so when season one was on. and, And I had seen a little bit of season one and just quickly dismissed it. It was this, youtube show these little 10 minute things and I, I get that like cartoons have moved to not being 22 30 minute episodes anymore they're now all doing like these 12 you know 15 minute episodes but i had like very much dismissed that at the time as like it's not a real cartoon because it's not half hour um and and it was so bumblebee centric that i'm just like meh the designs were kind of you know they were kind of interesting but still kind of meh I still don't like the Megatron head design. It just bothers me. Um, but then, like, it came on Netflix, and he was watching it, and he was watching season two, and like, oh, uh, Cheetor looks pretty cool. Let me, let me see more of this. And he's like, Papa, you gotta watch this, and like, there's crazy stuff with, like, Skybite and and Jetfire being mortal enemy, enemies with each other, and Starscream becoming the main bad guy, and, and then like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool, and you've got this big giant war. And then like season three just goes off the rails in terms of like insane next level stuff That's that's more akin to what we were getting from like the IDW books in terms of scale. Um, but still pretty kid friendly um, and still funny um, and just, yeah, lighthearted. Like even, even with the, the last little movie thing is, is like, there's things that feel like this should be heavier, but it has still a happy ending, and uh, it's it's just a weird place for a Transformers show. It's hard to really describe it. It, it gives a ton of fan service. Uh, it is more aimed for kids, but you know, especially if you're a Transformers fan that that has like a five to twelve year old, maybe not twelve, but like five to ten year old, you'll probably have fun watching it with your kids.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I've. Been complaining for a couple years now. It's like, man, if only there was a show that was accessible for kids, but did fan service and was light-hearted, but you know, still, you know, action-packed and all that. Turns out that that the this show has been going on. I just haven't been watching it. So, um.
1: I will. I mean, if if we want to get into the new movies, there's some spoiler stuff that I'm happy to talk about, but there is. There's some really good fan service in both movies.
3: The whole series, though, is just full of fan service.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's self-referential. It's full of fan service. It brings in all sorts of things. There's a lot more to it. People just dismiss it because it looks colorful and cartoony. And you know what? That's like one of my favorite things about Cyberverse is that... You know, like the most recent cartoon we really talked about as a group was the Netflix cartoon, which kind of shared the comic book style of dark colors and lots of shading and, you know, everything's dirty and gritty. And Cyberverse just says, screw that. It's all bright primary colors and things glow and light up. And I just like that because when I look at my shelves, that's what they actually look like. My shelves are colorful messes of primary colors. They're not gritty. There's nothing gritty about my or Transformers size. Or primary colors. Right, look at that. That's not gritty. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I really like that presentation. It's just like, I don't know. It Like Catherine just said in the chat, it's got that upbeat part to it. Like it never feels dour and sad.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird thing because like I was messaging you uh, – the other day and i was like wait a minute like you don't like you know all this fighting and whatnot but it seems like at least season two and 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 really all of them it's like that's kind of all they do is they sit there and and fight back and forth but i mean i guess there's a positive message and it kind of gets to that where you know they do you know kind of make amends and and whatnot but um it's Saturday morning
3: cartoon fighting though yeah It's not the serious stuff we see in the comic where people are, you know, getting their spines
0: ripped out and
3: decapitations and whatnot.
0: (laughs) Like Star's and Megatron.
3: (laughs) There is death. There is death. There's enough death that it's meaningful. And I like that better. I like it when death is used as a meaningful storytelling tool. But that's me getting into my feelings about the comics instead of Cyberverse.
0: So, so yeah, Peter, what, what do you think? I know you've uh, been eating your Captain Crunch here, but
2: uh... I've I've been eating my Captain Crunch. Hi, everyone. Um, I agree with everything that everyone said. It's it's fun. It's upbeat. It's it's bright and shiny and has a positive message. And it's characters you know uh, with enough self-referential stuff and deep dive references to like keep kids you know happy and keep old men like like me happy and and maintains a continuity with, with, with heavier themes that are presented in a way that I assume kids could handle. I mean, it's not as heavy as some of the stuff that we were watching when we were kids. But it's still a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it, it feels like the way a Transformers cartoon should be.
3: Yeah, like I feel like if you really modernize what they were going for with G1, this gets closer than most other series. Like, Absolutely. it's modernized. It does not have the same tone or feel as G1 because it's not the 1980s. It's now. And it feels like a now version to me. I think one thing that really turned people off very early on is, you know, one, one of the, the very first characters you meet is another Bumblebee with the voice problem. Which, you know, you don't have to worry about that past season one. But that does turn people off, especially those of us who don't like the movies and go, ew. But then also they went kind of bold on this little guy on Grimlock and made him very different than we're used to.
2: But in a and fun way.
3: In a very fun way, yes. I like this Grimlock. He's fun. He's a different guy.
2: It's What's fun about this Grimlock in particular is that it's the best of both worlds. If you like your Marvel G1 comic Grimlock, you know, who's like a thinker but has a speech impediment or whatever, and you like your big, dumb cartoon Grimlock, especially, you know, post-movie where he's just comic relief. You get both in the same package. You know, he's in bot mode, he's he's a thinker, and he's... he's uh, Sorry, now the cat's visiting. Uh, but in, in dino mode, he's he's like Gen 1 cartoon Grimlock-ish. Enough. Pure
1: enough.
3: comic relief. Totally Have goofy. any
1: of you ever watched, it was maybe about 10 years back, the cartoon show Batman the Brave and the Bold? Mm-mm.
2: I know what it is, but I haven't, I haven't watched it.
1: This has a similar sort of feel to it where it is that show was very deep cuts in terms of Batman and DC comics. It was super duper silly, but still was cool battles and hero stuff. And you like, they never treated the characters as being silly. And I feel like that's how this is, even with kind of sillier characters like Grimlock. Um, Batman the Brave and the Bold's version of Aquaman was like super over the top and boisterous and very much reminds me of Bot Mode Grimlock from the show and and when you first watch it you're just like eh, I don't, that's different, I don't like different and then you like start to enjoy the characters and it's just like there, there's a whole great episode with Grimlock and RC just going on an adventure together that's that's a ton of fun I uh,
0: I love that that Catherine says we stand together in the face of cassette catastrophe with courage and good cheer. Yes, and, that
1: is yeah, that that's is the recording. Alone. Yeah, that yep.
3: yeah. is what he says right here. Not with his face though, with the other face.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. surrounded by his friends.
1: Yes, yes. Yep. Who die? All those friends die. Yep. They do. And he outlives them, and it gets dark, and he gets sad. They do. And he does.
3: And he keeps going. Yeah. He's a positive, influential character. And that's the kind of subtle stuff Cyberverse pulls throughout. It's like, you know, throughout a silly storytelling tool where you have this, like, dapper nobleman acting Grimlock living with the dinosaurs. They tell you a tragic story of a guy who outlived, like, all of his friends
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting. I don't know, and in the way that they deal with death, even on the show and all that, it's just it's such an just an interesting tone. Like I don't know, I feel like it shouldn't work, but it does.
3: Does. Um. It does, and I totally get. You know, especially I, I assume we'll get to the new movie soon but especially like in there, I just get a lot of reminders of the things that people don't like about cyberverse. Just like, you know, the tone, the like energy level that like, sometimes it feels like the story is being told from the perspective of a hyperactive 12 year old. Yeah. And I get why that doesn't appeal to people.
0: Well, I really felt like that almost more with like when I was sitting through, you know, watching season two like it felt more like that than the newer movies, but I don't know if it was just that I got used to it or if it's just that the newer movies didn't feel as as like hyperactive as that.
3: I mean Bumblebee is that character. He's the hyperactive twelve yeah. year old point of view. So I think, yeah, the first and second season really have a lot of hyperactive twelve year old two months. But it's not a bad thing, again if you want to get hyperactive 12 year olds interested in the cartoon and interested in transformers tell you do it.
0: Well, it's just like a departure from like, if you watch this back to back with those Netflix shows, it's just like complete. Cause like what they whiplash. talk so slow and and all that. And it's so gritty and, and, and whatnot. And then like, this is like bright and just crazy, you know, yeah the, wall.
1: Yeah, you didn't get a Clint Eastwood themed transformer in the Netflix series.
3: No, you did not. And you do here.
1: You do. <laughs> Who's also got a cool backstory. He's kind of a silly character, but his backstory is like, "Oh, yeah, I'd be a jaded pissed off transformer if that happened to me too." So, can we can o- we dive into some of these new characters?
0: But before we do that, I just okay. want to say it, it somewhat annoys me that, like, I almost wish we could get really nice versions of, like, all these characters and whatnot. Because even the, whatever, the deluxe, what's it called? What's the? Deluxe. Is it deluxe? deluxe is, yeah. yeah. Deluxe is, yeah. like, deluxe, to one. me, I just, I don't like the, the plastic they use and whatever. It just, it does not feel collector grade to me. Um, and so I just, I wish that somehow I could get generations versions of some of these characters that are this, like the fact that we get just like, there's so many fan favorites and whatnot, like, you know, the mercenaries, the, you know, even with, uh, Tarn and whatnot, or like whatever the, is a completely different version, but, uh, of Tarn, but, um, you know, you get all these, and I'm like, man, I wish, I wish they could just, like I would be happy if they put some of this stuff into the actual mini Chuckster scale in the, mm-hmm. in the mini Chuckster piece.
1: yeah. for piece, Charles piece, right. piece. Yep. Right. Yeah.
3: I, but you know, we'll get that in about 10 years, right?
0: I can see,
2: see us getting, classic. getting, yeah, I can see us getting wild wheels and, and new sky hammers and, and, and stuff like that. that, that Shadow striker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, Shadow striker. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Poor girl never got a good toy. Too bad. No, Not a one.
1: Even the Seeker redesigns are really cool looking.
3: They are. You know what I was thinking of, though, when I was watching it is as Would it scare if I
1: said I do? I do know what you were thinking?
3: Oh, yes. I actually got confused. And thought I don't you were know. To someone I, do, else I, I don't know what really you were weird.
1: thinking, but I'm just saying, like, what if I did know what you were thinking, Anna?
3: Please tell me. What, re- what was I thinking?
1: I said I don't, but it would, it would oh, be. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: I'm disappointed now. You got me all excited. I thought I was going to go to this like surreal portal into my own psyche.
1: (laughs) That was a bad dad joke.
3: But instead, I was just going to comment that as I was collecting, I've been collecting the deluxe figures as they've been coming out. And as I've been collecting them, one of the things that always kind of bugs me is that, you know, in the deluxe line, everyone is about the same size, right? Like they're all about the same size. Except in the storytelling, in the main scenes, everyone looks about the same size. So it's consistent. It's like it doesn't make me uncomfortable that Grimlock's little because he isn't that big. It doesn't make me uncomfortable that, you know, Bumblebee stands about the same height as Optimus half the time because they do. And it it totally works. Like, it was bothering me about the toys until I really watched the series. Yes, a couple of exceptions.
2: I mean but, some but
3: astronomical ones
2: yes exactly it's very 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 few um but yeah just whatever everybody stands about the same stature and that's fun
3: it works because it, it almost works better because there are a race of people that interact the wild size disparities being more rare actually works a little better
1: the, the, the One of the movies had a giant size issue that, like, I'll just let it go. But, but how does he fit in that spaceship?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah, I, I agree with you totally, Lucas. I want to see, like, generations, whatever legacy line, whatever you want to call it, mainline versions of a lot of these characters. I, I mean, they like i said the the new characters that we get in the show and i think that's something that i'm always sort of clamoring for some newer characters you know mcadams who we, we i think only just heard a name before never really seen or heard him speak he was a cool character with a cool backstory and and, and more going on with him you know we talked about shadow striker and just like you know her her deal of being you know, why, why she hates the Autobots is because she keeps getting blown up by them and being put back together. And she ends up as just this like Frankenstein transformer that would, you know, not, not an Autobot X style kind of thing, but still like an actual transformer that transforms. And even her car mode looks like it's different parts cobbled together. Um, Wild wheel is silly, but, but, you know, his backstory is that he was on the arc and he got like, he, like fell off the arc. And, and instead of going into, you know, hyper sleep or whatever, just travels the universe trying to find Optimus Prime and just getting bitter that he got left behind. Um, it, what is it? Meteor Strike? Is that the, uh, the guy? Meteor Fire is the uh, Croc Hunter type of character. The
2: Skyhammer looking dude?
1: No, not the Skyhammer. The guy who's the buddies with uh, the,
2: Cosmos. The, with Cosmos.
1: Crikey guy. Yes. Yes, him. He, he's basically yeah. a transformer Crock hunter.
2: Yeah. What was his? That... I thought it was meteor or something. It might be. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm brain farting right now, but he transforms into Generation One uh, Skyhammer's alt mode.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, no, I forgot his name. Me. Yeah. You know, he's he's interesting, and like you kind of you just get this feeling that started with season. Two, they kind of got the handcuffs taken off, and then season three was they they were allowed to just go wild with stuff. Yes, he is Meteor Firefill. Meteor Fire, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iaconus, another literally giant character. Um, You know that that's also awesome. I I don't remember the other Titan's name, uh, but those were cool and fun scenes. So it's just. It's a kid show, and there's times where, because of the animation style, and the the, the atmosphere of the show, it feels still kid friendly. And there are times where it's like, "Holy crap, this is a giant like epic battle!" And if it was animated a little bit differently, it would feel just like mind blowingly insane in terms of how big That's the true. scale is with some of this stuff.
3: And, like, a lot of times they just break it up with, like, you know, the way certain characters talk, with their silly voices. Like, there'll be a serious scene, then you'll have someone come in with their silly voice, or you'll have a boy-a-yoing yeah. sound as you're going around. And it just, like, kind of breaks it up just for a second so you don't realize just how serious it is for these guys to be in combat like they are. Mm-hmm. But I will agree with what you are all saying about the toys. Like, there are so many toy tragedies from the series like mcadams one of them you know like they did a lot of things to make you like mcadam and then they put him in as a -a build-a-figure in the freaking deluxes and then that thing that you build is awful and it's such a disappointment like compared to what you know what we're used to with hasbro build-a-figures looking through the window at marvel legends it's like we all expected we were going to get to something like that it's like you get this little cheap figure feeling they and it's like he's not terrible but compared to his friends he's pretty bad
1: he doesn't That's even transform
3: no and he's not bigger than them and he is no. intentionally depicted as bigger than them in the cartoon for reasons yeah it, it is just such a bummer and um, yeah um, shadow striker is another one of the big tragedies because all of her toys were bad yet she's in the whole damn series as a big character and just didn't get... You know who else didn't really get a good toy in the series? Windblade. Even though she's gotten another good toys.
2: I don't think Windblade's ever gotten a good toy. <laughs>
1: she's gotten, not de- she's gotten two
2: decent toys. They're, she's, they're gotten, okay. not. she's gotten a couple that are approaching okay. I'll give you that.
3: That R.I.D. one's actually kind of good.
2: Coming off of R.I.D., This cartoon was such a breath of fresh air. Sorry, that's it. That's the end of the thought.
0: Well, that's what I was curious about R.A.D. because I never watched the end of R.A.D. and I know a lot of people kind of had similar things to say about that cartoon. They're like, oh, yeah, like the end of the like, I actually liked the, uh, you know, whatever the beginning of R.A.D. and whatnot and the monster of the week uh, premise and whatnot, but part of it was at that time I was watching it with my, uh, with my kid. Um, and then it kind of switched, uh, like in later seasons and people were saying good things about it, but I don't know, did you not think that R.I.D. was really all that, that great, Peter?
2: I don't think RID hit any of my expectations for a kid, quote, kid-friendly Transformers cartoon. I did like the the Monster of the Week thing. All the Decepticons were like, you know, animal-type crittery things, but then only a third of them got toys, which was lame. Um, so that's the other thing. It didn't. It didn't hit. It didn't meet my expectations for what I would want out of a kid, kitty friendly Transformers cartoon. Where, as now in hindsight, uh, Cyberverse did. Uh, And also R.I.D. wasn't a great sequel to a cartoon that I didn't really enjoy to begin with. I didn't like Prime. I'm not one of those Prime fans. Um, And and then, yeah, the toys were sad. So sad.
3: They were sad.
1: I think I did like Prime, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't like R.I.D. is because it was a sequel, and it was such a just different feel and look and everything. Same voice cast um, where, where, you know, applicable uh, which, which wasn't often, I think what two characters, maybe maybe three. Um, but, but you know, yeah, RID did have a great voice cast, but again, just such a jarring departure from what prime was that it was hard for me to really get into it. And then, the last season kind of came and went. and I, I still don't know where to find that thing streaming. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've, I haven't looked that hard in the last six months. Um, but, yeah, the final season, I never finished it or watched all the way through. I found found some of the combiners for cheap for my son. Um, you know, those are meh toys. Um, but you know, the, the concept of them is much better than the execution. They're, They're pretty fun bad toys. They're mad toys, but they're fun for,
2: you know, five-year-olds with, you know, just chunky play pattern. And the, they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to break these toys, which is and nice.
0: Then, the, the Crash the, Combiners I thought were good. The ones that were, like, the bigger Combiners, I was not a fan of those. Like, my kid kind of beat those toys up and lost them and whatever. So
3: I kind of like those conceptually, though, because they are, like, old school. They are Combiners like our Combiners were in G-1, you know, the very simple like plugging heads into kneecap style combiner that barely moves when you put it together. It just it felt like a good little homage. Like not something I particularly wanted to own, but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, this is what this is what my toys were like. I want better. Okay, let's move on.
1: And they had some Scramble City uh not not a hundred percent scramble city. Arms couldn't become legs, but You could use, you know, the arms from different combiners and swap them around and stuff.
3: Yeah, which is kind of cool. But anyway, on to Cyberverse.
1: I think we've said everything there is to say. Let's uh, let's wrap it it up. Book Club is...
0: So uh, the new movies, I don't know how much we want to actually get into spoilers. That's the only thing I'm like a little worried about for people that haven't, you know, haven't seen it.
1: Um... Is it safe to talk spoilers from season three?
2: Yeah. Okay. Season three ended, what, eight, eight, nine, ten months ago?
0: I if not not seen season three though, Phil. So no. And we can't talk spoilers at a that certain
3: point. We just have to make it clear yeah. that we're going to do so. That's the way that we did it in the one episode we did at the Shutterglass Book Club. Just to it very clear we're going to start Spoiler World. There
1: you go. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're not, spoilers, not saying that there's not, there wasn't to? good toys for R.I.D. I just think that, you know, there were... Uh, the, the toys could have been better for R.I.D.,
2: and there yeah. should have been more characters. I mean, yeah, Bisque is great, and Thunderhoof is great, um, but for as for as many Decepticons as were were you know showcased on the cartoon, and you know even like the Combiner limbs. Not all of the Combiner limbs got individual, fully fleshed out toys. A lot of a lot of the characters that became the Combiner limbs, especially you know Decepticon Combiner types, didn't get any toy outside of the Combiner bits, which was sad.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I wonder, though, uh, with R.I.D., because I feel like especially after the beginning, it was kind of hard to find, you know, some of the toys if you wanted to find them. Um, right. Like, some like, the, of them. like the earlier ways were fine and then some of the later ways weren't. But I don't know. I feel like this this. Uh, you know, whatever cyberverse show is like the little show that could kind of thing where it just, it just keeps chugging along. I don't know if, you know, part of that is COVID and, you know, or what exactly it is, but it's like, I feel like the, the toys, like they don't even bother announcing stuff anymore. Uh, But like, they just show up on, you know on shelves and you're like oh hey look it's a pack of repugnuses and you know or it's you know dynabots or it's like you know whatever kind of kind of thing where you're like oh crap like look at that
2: multiple <laughs> multi-packs like out of nowhere at target just like here's a four pack it's 80 dollars. here's a bunch of seekers here's a bunch of this here's a bunch of that it's like
1: oh okay yeah i'll, t- I'll take that and the good news is, if you do like these toys, you can typically find them for cheap. That Seeker Four Pack got deeply discounted. It um, did. And, 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 and it's pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. some really cool colors. Shelf
3: ornaments, as long as you don't expose that they can't move, it's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I I agree that the the little the little toy line slash cartoon that cut because it yeah. does just keep. Keep going. Um, I don't think a lot of us expected that we would get these two little movies, um, you know, about a year ago. And then also, I was like, "Yeah, hey, we're going to get more." And I was just like, "Cool."
3: No, um, I heard we were going to get them, and I just kind of forgot. You know, it's not like I was eagerly sitting around waiting for these. Even though, as soon as Peter suggested we talk about it on the show, I was like, "Ooh, I want to watch those because that'll be fun." But I wasn't sitting around being like, "When are these going to come out?" Instead, I sat around and waited for the freaking Netflix cartoon to come out. I was all excited about that. I watched that with my friends. Like, and, really, and we could have just been all watching Cyberverse.
2: There's that contrast, right? Because the, the announcements came roughly the same time when they finally... We knew Kingdom was coming, the cartoon. They were like, eh, Kingdom, Netflix. Um, but the announcements were about the same time when they said that they'd greenlit two... two movies you know or 45 minute specials or however they they classified them at the same time that king roughly the same time that kingdom was officially announced and i was more hyped for cyberverse than i was for kingdom because i knew what we were going to be getting from kingdom it was going to be more of this and it's like oh no whereas cyberverse when they announced it and said hey there's going to be dinobots i was like oh oh we're going to have fun with the DinoBots now because everything I've watched so far in Cyberverse has been fun and everything in Siege
1: or whatever. And this was such a fun group of DinoBots. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Are we talking like,
3: about
2: it now? Yeah. Here we are. Spoilers. Yeah. We already announced it. It's we're 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 game on. I mean, it's if, if, well, a spoiler, it.
3: though. Cuz that was like the whole preview was, it was. like well, can previews, we can like we pause on the preview
1: bots. for just a second in terms of this show, like, getting extra episodes and extra toys, which is fun, but then sometimes not getting loved, Like, they showed a trailer, and, like, my son and I watched the trailer, like, oh, my God, this trailer, this looks great, this show looks great, I can't wait. Like, when's it on? Like, oh, shoot, it's on already. Like, they give us that trailer, like, two days before they dropped the show. And then, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm so excited, when does this come? Oh, it's already here. All right, let's do it. That is the case, Um, though. Like, like you can really contrast
3: the way they advertise and release the Kina, or not Kina, but the Netflix shows. You know, they got special toy lines. They got spoiler packs. They got lots of coverage. You got emails from polls. You got your Netflix ads. You got all sorts of announcements on your Facebook. And then with Cyberverse, it's just like, Cyberverse just appears when it wants to. Yeah. It's just like, oh, season three's up. Did you know? Yeah, like, there's gonna be a season three. There is. There was. What
1: quintessons? Starscream's a quintesson? What?
3: It's a bummer that they that they so poorly or maybe intentionally poorly advertise this series, but heavily advertise the much inferior series. And I'm gonna make that well known that I really think Cyberverse is a much better thing to spend your time watching. Oh, than no, It one hundred
2: percent. One hundred
3: percent.
0: I mean. And after these other shows and whatnot, and and even with, you know, you guys saying, Oh, this is a good show, you should watch it I was like, Okay, whatever. Like, is it really or is it just like it's good in comparison, you know, just because the whole taste of like the combiner war show that is just hot garbage and the Netflix show which is like better I guess in comparison. But man Lukewarm like... garbage. <laughs> right. Um so, yeah, so my, my question with the Dinobots, like, so now, like, are the Dinobots just always going to combine? No. Well, like, they don't is that- need to.
2: I, I would say they don't need to. My heart says no. But I'm more like, like Enoch said in the, uh, in the chat here, Cyberverse handled combining Dinobots way better than power of the primes did power of the primes was barely a story and they just were throwing toys at the screen like hey here's yeah. a toy here's a toy right, right this actually you know they they reached into the into the 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 well of of uh, references that we have and they pulled the enigma of combination out and actually talked about it and explained it real quick you know i mean power of the primes did the same thing but
1: yeah Good. But, no, but they worked. treated it even in, like, a typical Cyberverse way of it, like, being like this, like, hey, look what I found. What does this do? Like, I don't know. It's called an enigma. It's an enigma. We don't know what it does. <laughs> and it's just very tongue-in-cheek with that. And yeah. Yeah. They had and fun it with it.
3: It doesn't yeah. quite always get me to laugh, but it always gets me to smile.
1: Yeah. Where, like, I don't
3: laugh at all the jokes, but I'm always smiling at them because it's like, oh, come on, guys. That is just so corny. But I'm yeah. happy. Like, I'm laughing with them. It's it's good times.
0: So so one thing we didn't talk about, and I think we talked about last week, about where to actually watch the show. And uh, you guys were saying in the chat, YouTube. So the first two seasons are on Netflix in the U.S. at least. Um, but also and, YouTube. But everything is on YouTube as far as in the U S and I don't know about other countries and whatnot, like what it's on and, and whatnot, like if it's on YouTube or, or what, but I would say that's probably the best spot to watch.
3: Yeah. So. And it's relatively easy to, I mean, you just have to type in cyberverse season, whatever, and you'll find your season.
1: Yeah. On am the officials Hasbro transformers, YouTube uh, page or whatever you call it uh, for the vast majority. Of them. The, the last movie is not on the official hasbro transformer page but it's in the u.s in the u.s yes
2: it's yeah. on in canada if, if we have yes. listeners it's up in canada right now and it'll be in the u.s soon but sorry they'll continue
1: yeah, yeah no uh, it, it is it is easy to get a hold of
3: it's very watchable and because i don't know it fits the youtube format because it is in 10 minute episodes 11 minute mm-hmm. so it just feels like something you just click on youtube Although, the way it was doing me today, I got an ad during every episode. That was bummer. But that's okay.
1: I had a really weird experience with Season 3 especially. Like, I kept hearing, like, Season 3 was coming, and I would see on different websites, you know, hey, Season 3, you know, oh, these are the episodes that are coming. Like, these are the titles. I'm like, they're on my Comcast On Demand. And, and like... There were Transformers websites that were saying like, "Hey, here's the the list of new episodes names." Like, yeah, that's the list of new episodes names because I watched them on demand on Comcast this past weekend. How like so again? The the distribution of that show was so haphazard, you know. Just just I, I don't I don't get it. I'm glad I got to see it. I'm glad it wasn't on demand. I don't know if I would have seen as much of the episodes if it wasn't. But it was just like. Oh yeah, cool. There's there's another batch of like eight new episodes on Comcast. Let's let's go.
0: Yeah, that that's one thing I feel like in general with some of these cartoons uh, that have kind of come out is like it's actually kind of hard to watch some of it. Like you know, Prime has been on Netflix like the whole time I think, but like some of these other ones, um, I think Tubi TV has some stuff and whatnot. But it does then a lot of the other you know various shows it's actually you know like you said phil like if you want to watch r.i.d like where do you actually you know watch that last season and whatnot so
1: and and prime for a while was only season one on netflix i think they might have added the later seasons now but yeah for the longest time it was just season one of prime my son liked it it was just like he's gonna keep watching the unicron three-parter over and over again
0: So, but, uh, but yeah, no, this, I, I thought the movie was really good. I thought it was well paced, um, f- you know, for the most part, I don't know. It kept me engaged, uh, you know, watching it. So, um, and again, Dinobots, like that was, that was a ton of fun.
3: So I didn't get around to the end of season three, season three ends on a happy note, right? Like it ends with everything's kind of done for now.
2: It ends with a big question mark that got answered in the second movie. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Like what's going to happen with.
2: Yeah. Like, what yeah. The, wait, what the hell is happening there? Oh.
3: Cause I heard about all that. I just. I've seen some of it, just a little teeny bit. My relationship with season three was very much like my relationship with G1, where I just like randomly watched episodes sometimes. Like I got excited about something when I watched an episode, like I got this toy so I would have watched his episode.
0: What, and then other episodes with him that in it for our audio listeners. I'm
3: what, playing with them.
0: What what Got toy it. is that for our audio listeners, Anna? What's his name?
3: It's the deluxe Thunder Howl.
0: Thunder Howl, okay.
3: Yes. It's the one that feels like the wrong size because he's one of the few people that is bigger than everybody else. So I feel like the Ultra is actually the right size to get him at, but oh well, this one is has angles or something.
1: And wish... Ultra is the right design. The, the deluxe yeah, the is not actually quite better. the look. right look. It's
3: frustrating.
2: Yeah. But Ultras are loaded with gimmicks, so you gotta pick your poison.
3: You do. But anyway yes I just kind of sought out the ones that went with the episodes that I liked like I watched the Repugnus episode and I watched the Thunder Hell episode so I didn't see all of season three but Cyberverse is more welcoming of that kind of approach than a lot of the other recent series like I could just watch a single episode and enjoy it which is nice to have sometimes don't always want to binge.
1: The first half of season three is a big multi-parter, and that might be a little bit hard to watch, just a random episode.
3: They like their multi-parters, too. Yeah. But it's not all multi-parters, so that's nice.
1: No, there's a big, like... They they basically rip off the Matrix with the plot of the first half of season three. And then instead of it being robots as quintessence...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like with the format and the episodes only being 10 minutes long, I don't mind it them being multi-parters myself, but I could see where oh, it's fine. 10, uh,
2: it, it, it has a, a, a degree of like complete ADHD and nothing feels connected, but also it goes into super hyper-focus mode for several episode strings at a time. So there are multi-parters, like we've said. But then it'll wander for a little bit, and everyone's just kind of floating around doing whatever. And then it goes back to a, like everyone comes back together to focus on this one thing real quick. And by real quick, I mean four, five, six episodes, and then everyone's off meandering again.
0: So Peter, what you're saying is, is it's kind of like our show, where we meander, of, yeah. and then like halfway through, there might actually be some actual information.
2: Lucas herds the cats, and we all get into a line. And we say what we need to say, and then we go off on tangents again.
0: We start jumping about. But it's, like, yes. two hours in, so you're like, oh, I... <laughs> I'm i stuck. I can't go anywhere. If we actually, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully the, uh, you know, two people that got all the way through this.
3: No, I agree with that, though. Like, I agree with that it has both of those, but it is nice just to be able to be, like, you know, after I watched the repugnance episode, I had a friend I thought would enjoy it. So I was just like, hey, watch this. Here's the link. It's yeah. 10 minutes. Watch the damn thing and see if you think this is funny or interesting. And that was it. You know, like I didn't have to tell him go watch five episodes or watch all of season two and three first and then whatever. Watch this. It was just like, watch this one episode. It's a self-contained story. It's fun and silly. Look at the references. Look at the different colored bug people. It's a good time. And
0: I enjoy that. Well, I mean, yeah, I it's think... good to hear because for someone like me, I know where you're like, oh, we're starting with season four, you know, that you're like, oh, God, I, you know, I need to actually watch, you know, all of these episodes and get through them and whatnot. And so that's the thing. It's nice to hear. It's like, oh, no, like there are some self-contained episodes and I can just check it out and have some bite sized chunks to where you don't actually have to you know watch hours and hours in order to catch up with the uh the plot
3: and here's the thing for all you people who watch you know you binge watch tv drama shows that are like an hour long each an entire season of cyberverse is somewhere between three and five hours so it doesn't take very long to get i don't even know if it's that
1: long it's maybe
2: like two yeah it's i wouldn't definitely not five hours
3: 18 (laughs) times 10 right for the first two seasons.
2: Um, okay. Uh, All right, yeah. That's
3: three, All right. hours. three hours. That's three hours. And then season yeah. two, or season
1: three is
2: 26 episodes. So that's 26 times 10. That's math.
1: And I don't do math, Anna. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize how many episodes were in season three. Wow, that's that's more than I thought.
3: I think it's 26, right? I, I, say I don't it
1: know. Is. It's, been a, it's been a little while since I've watched season three. I, I kind of wanted yeah, to it go back and watch it again. I'm pretty sure. Season three is is, is bizarre because it's like three different chunks. Like the first chunk is the big war between Autobots and Decepticons. Then the middle chunk is the Matrix slash Quintesson's you know story, and then the final chunk is these all these like one offs that yeah like like Peter's demonstrating with his arms like just all over the flipping place. But like, there's some of my favorites. Because you just get random concepts and ideas and characters, and that's where you got Wild Wheel, Meteor Fire, uh, Hammer, uh, Hammer Bite, and I love his story. I love the, um, how they tied in something they had been doing in that show with, with an old-school G1 episode. Um, so, so, yeah, the, the final little batch of Season 3 episodes are just a crap ton of fun.
3: Because earlier today I thought I was going to watch the end of season three and get a good idea of what was going on for the new movies. And it's just like, no. You're going to watch *Rack and and run around with Ratchet and what the hell's going on. People and Fire's disappearing. And it's like, all right, well, this is amusing, so I don't care. But this is not telling me anything.
1: Like, if you just want to watch the season four movie, the second movie is a little harder to watch without knowing what else has happened. The, the first, first one though, like works
3: easy. perfectly. It's fine. Just,
1: yeah. The only thing yeah. I would say you kind of need to know is like Grimlock is that like intelligent, boisterous guy in robot mode, and, and you know angry dinosaur and, and, and T Rex mode.
0: Yeah, but that's feel, pretty much it. I feel like you pick that up pretty quick. Anyway, like even if you didn't, yeah. you know, watch the earlier seasons and whatnot. So yeah, for sure yeah
1: i do have well, to that's say what
0: oh i was gonna say that was the thing that was kind of weird for me like watching these like the fr- like i feel like these two movies or whatever don't necessarily go together exactly like not very well
3: together. like they but, do and they do like they do as much as any of the disparate plots from the other seasons did it's just you know it's two 45 minute episodes instead of 18 10 minute episodes So it's like they're both good episodes by themselves, thinly sucked together by the concept of Dinobots are there.
1: You basically get in the first movie a commercial for all the Dinobot Cyberverse toys that they've got coming out. And then the second movie is... A sequel. uh, Yeah, the second second movie is basically wrapping up the storyline that they've been doing for the the last four seasons. Yes, Yeah. yeah.
0: So now, after this, like, are there more episodes uh, coming out, or is this pretty much it?
2: I've I've seen multiple places that this is it. This is supposed to be it. But I feel like an ending. It did feel like an ending. Yeah, the the cartoon certainly felt like they just they tied a nice, nice bow, really nice bow.
3: Most cartoons and a totally good bow, like a very good bow. Yeah. Yeah. Happy with that bow.
1: Very happy with it. Like I would not be disappointed if we got more, and, and I wouldn't, and and it can be to me like, if we got like a spinoff again of just like Meteor Fire doing his show, like a five minute like little YouTube bits would be, be great fun. Oh, love that. Like oh, I yeah. don't I don't want to leave this version of the Transformers universe behind. I, and, and honestly, like I don't remember the last time I felt that way about a Transformers show where it's like, man, this version of the Transformers universe is is one that i'm having a harder time saying goodbye to animated animated a little bit yeah yeah i feel this like has this is the sort first of
3: since animated we really get to see transformer culture and seeing transformer culture gets you more invested in it i always tell mm-hmm. people that like that's something that really gets you invested in the series is getting an idea of what their lives are like and we get to see cybertron we get to talk about it like a friend of mine was really complaining about that episode um, in season one where they do Cube. You know, the whole thing where Bumblebee and Starscream crash a game of Cube, and which is their sports game for anyone who didn't watch season one. Um, they crash a game and they're all fighting each other. And Bumblebee means Windblade and whatever. And, you know, a couple of my friends actually complained about that. Like, why are we watching some sports episode? This is stupid. It's like because you're getting to see Cybertron's culture. You get to see, like, they had a sport They cared about their sport, they were, the Decepticons were still assholes, but not as illegal as they later got to be, not as murderous. And it was cool, like that I really enjoyed, the racing episode too, with Blur, even though it was sad. That was also really fun because it got me to see the culture they had. And suddenly I cared more about those characters, even though Bumblebee was like my least favorite character in the whole series, I still cared more. It's a good use of time to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, even some of the characters got that got very little screen time. You got character like un, like Whirl gets some nice little character moments. Um, if you've if you've dealt with Whirl in other places, like you you probably flesh it out more in your mind. But but he gets some nice little moments. Um, you know, it, it's it's just you get characters that never really had moments like, and I apologize. I can't remember which of the stunticons is in season three. Is that dead end dead end dead end? Yeah. Like dead end. Like, I don't know who chose dead end to be like a main character in season three, but it's like, he is and he works and is great. Um, so, so there is, there's, there's a little bit of, again, that, that sort of formula that worked well with lost light of just giving, especially in season three, giving some, smaller characters, some of their own moments, giving them a storyline yeah. that gives them time to shine. And, and again, similarities to Lost Light as Rodimus is one of the main characters in the season three stories. So, um, you know, but but it does just, you know, they figure out a way to, and then again, add new characters to the show like, like Thunderhowl. It who's a Cybertronian knight, which we had seen really crappy versions of Cybertronian knights fairly recently. And this is a fun one.
3: I agree. And one really cool thing that Enon's mentioned is the opposite of what I'm holding right now that I've oh, wanted yeah. forever is that I'm holding a tiny astrotrain. We got a really big astrotrain. I was finally, I was glad to finally have a giant robot astrotrain. Even though I'm not going to get a toy of him, probably, I was yeah. still happy to see him represented we, that way because it's always something I wanted to see.
0: Ultimate class astrotrain. Yes,
3: it was cool. It was just like, oh, the big, the guy who's always annoyed all of us Mm -hmm. by getting much, much bigger and carrying everyone is finally a big robot. So it's frustrating that he changes as much. He still gets bigger when he turns into a shuttle. I was so happy to see that. I had forgotten that was a thing until I was watching random episodes today, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's so big. I love it." And well, the movie did treat him as nicely.
0: But yeah, the, you know, this does actually kind of feel like um, a little bit like Lost Light, um, and uh, more than MCI. Like on there, like if you if you like pitched it and said, "Oh, I want a you know, whatever, an age appropriate." Uh, show yeah. where they kind of go off and have space adventures and you know whatever else like this is, this is you know it, it captures a little bit of that.
3: It is it's character focused yeah. it's lighthearted. it doesn't mind jokes
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's
3: some like, like that.
1: some deeper sci-fi stuff a little bit like the episode where they get into that weird negative space and they're meeting all the other arcs and, and have to figure that out you know that's that feels like a Star Trek plot right there. It does. Probably was a Star Trek plot and I just can't remember it.
3: Certain
1: it is. So it's it's just fun. If if you're Yeah. I get it. If you don't have kids, it's harder to get into it. You know, it's, it was easier for me I to like get into to it, it having kids. <laughs> I, again, it is like to just, just make that first like like Put your toe in the water. You think the water's too cold, sort of thing. You know, I can see how you'd feel that way, but but don't give give the show a chance. If you don't want all the bumblebee stuff, then just jump right to season two or even season three. Um, you know, it's 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 fun, and you'll want to go back and watch the older episodes.
3: Yeah, yeah I agree
2: I, with that. I started on season one, watched a couple episodes, was like, eh, this is gonna be just like R.I.D. and didn't do anything until season two. And then season two, I binged it and was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back and watch season one now. It, and it still wasn't, you know, it wasn't season two uh, or season three for that matter. But it, it, it I, I, I'm super glad I went back and revisited it. And if you're willing to sit through the, the Netflix war for Cybertron stuff, you owe it to yourself to have something fun related to Transformers fiction in your life.
1: This is 100%. something that I do sort of miss with you know you, you get it with the comic books where you have more of a singular or, or or tighter knit writing team. You don't have that as much with the cartoons and obviously it was like decades until we got to actually talk to the people who wrote the cartoons from the 80s but like this is definitely a show where I'd love to like have a panel with some of the writers of the show and just like what, like what happened? Talk to us about how the show originated. Talk to us about how it because it did change how that process went and, and like what were things you wanted to do, all that sort of stuff. This is this is definitely a panel that I would sit in line, you know, to, to get a good spot in line for it, a, a TF kind of thing, um, you know, and I don't think I have felt that way since since Lost Light more than meets the eye kind of deal.
3: Everything I've heard about the writers for this, they've been so positive about everything, which reflects in the way the cartoon plays out. You know, it's a very positive thing, lots of positive storytelling that sort of thing. so it'd be nice to hear. And they just do so many characters that other things have done injustice, they do them justice. Like they, like, you know, those of us who've read the comics have gotten used to, you know, RC being like a more violent, more adventurous type character. But they did that here. They made her more, you know, more of a warrior and more actiony and whatnot. But they actually made her fun. Instead of, like, yeah. grim and scary and murderous, she's just, like, a fun adventurer type. And but she's worked, also kind of kind murderous. save the character. Yeah. She's murderous enough, yeah.
1: Yes. Well, it's like they make jokes about, like, her big guns. And yes. it's just like, and I'm not, like, that's not a euphemism. Like, like she'll just, like, her and Grimlock will just be standing down in the arc like, with giant cannons blasting asteroids. And and in the first movie, like, she has this cool gun that, like, one of the bad guys who's basically, they make bug bite rocket raccoon. And it's like, I want to steal your gun. Yes. And it's yeah.
3: very amusing. But it works like it's like I get what they were referencing. I know where they got the idea for R.C. being, you know, like the badass fighter lady. But they didn't make her awful like the IDW comics said. Right. I get to enjoy that version of her, which I never had before.
1: (laughs) The IDW that made her Galvatron's sibling.
3: No, it was a mess. That was a total mess. And this wasn't. But you can still see the influence from it. Just like you can see the influence. You know, someone said the word mercenaries real fast. So yeah, there's mercenaries in the second movie. And yeah, second, not first. Yeah. No, first movie. No, first? Okay, you're right. It's the first one. The second one's the other reference. Um, but yeah, there's mercenaries in it. And they're like a lot of them are the same mercenaries that we saw in the war for Cybertron. But this time they're fun and memorable and Mm. enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm glad that they got to Team Rocket away so they could come back later because I actually enjoyed them. They were fun.
2: And even though the mercenaries were only a part of a 45-minute special, I think they got more screen time in the 45-minute special than they did in the entire span of Earthrise.
1: Or They at least had more lines.
2: Certainly more lines.
3: And more personality. A lot oh, yeah. more personality. A lot
1: more. Yeah. Yeah. Much better presentation. You, 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 I don't think there were any voice actors that I could name off the top of my head that did this. And some of the voice actors sounded a little bit alike. Some of them sounded a little more childish. But all the characters did have personalities. They did. Um, you know, Wheeljack had a personality that I don't think we'd ever seen before. He's um, a fun personality. Yeah, no, a real fun personality, uh, you know, and, and and it was, it was an extension, I guess, of what we have seen before, like that going that next step further with him. Cheetor had a great, great character moment, like way, way better than anything we got with the Netflix show. Um, it's not I the guess. same cheater that you got from Beast Wars. It's a different version of Cheetor, but if you like Cheetor, like that's a great arc that he has. It's fun. Um, yeah, and and has consequences. So he, it's yeah.
3: Like I always have these moments too, like when um I'm just gonna I'm gonna say we go into spoiler territory for the movie because we're probably gonna like try to stop relatively soonish and whatever. Is that okay with you guys? Sure. Okay, fine. All right. So like the second that Sound Blaster showed up and he started talking with a su- strong southern accent. At first, I was just like, why is he that? What is going on here? But then it really amused me after a couple minutes. Like, I just let it be funny. I just let it be awkward and funny and uncomfortable. And it just, again, made me smile for no good reason. It made him such a weird villain that he was walking around with his thick southern accent. But he's also Black Soundwave, new Soundwave. And he was so much more fun than he was in the Netflix series when we were all so excited to see him with a new characterization in the Netflix series. Well, this one did it way better.
1: Yeah. And Bug Bite, same deal. It was like, oh, Bug Bite, officially, yes. like, in a Transformers thing. Like, no, no. Like, all right, I know you guys have talked about and in, in, in microcasters, that mold, you know, this mold that you guys just recently did in the Bug Bite, and I think Anna, you like, you know, no, well, you didn't like Bug Bite the best, but whatever. Like, no, give me, give me this Bug Bite. Give me the Cyberverse Bug Bite. I will take him up and down, left, right. And, and it's the same mm-hmm. shtick. It's, it's, it's a white bumblebee with a purple mercenary logo and, and purple eyes, but they just give him a wildly different character. Um, did they say the the mercenary wreck and ruins name? They probably did. I just
3: can't. Yeah, remember. he was um, on double, double crosser.
1: Double crosser. Oh yeah,
3: they did the. Uh, and they even and did he the, has like, a toy. Yeah. They, yeah,
2: they did the face recoloring too.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Because he's um, the ramp master that we got. And then he actually then, got to be in a series. That ramp master that never got included
1: in the Netflix series got to be yes. in Cyberverse. Yeah, and I just realized I have a toy of him. Yep. Um. But that was a great line of, like, oh, you guys got one of them, too. <laughs> so, um, when they see Rack and Ruin, where they have the recolors up. And then, you know, lately, Nightbird has been repaints of RC, and they do that in this show, too.
3: And I almost felt like the repaint thing was almost a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke,
1: too. Oh, Definitely.
3: It was like here you go, a bunch of repaints just show it up to be super powerful and evil and mess everything up, and they're just straight repaints.
1: Yeah. And
3: it was just like it just makes you laugh because you're like, that's ridiculous. They're just like four nobodies repainted.
1: Right. But they got a cool gun. They've got a cool MacGuffin. Right. Yeah.
2: And I want to put if, all of them now. In in Cyberverse style. Yeah.
3: And then they hang out with another toy we'll never get.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we would ever get that, but, but he's close enough to his G1 look, just the Cyberverse right. styling. Um, so, so yeah, the, the Mercenary's boss is... Trypticon, who somehow fits in the spaceship that's much smaller than he himself <laughs> right. is.
3: right. <laughs> But I,
1: the way he comes out is also kind of funny because
3: he's, like, yes. squeezing himself out. And it's, yeah. like, it's also a joke about the size.
0: Well, see, I, I thought whenever I saw that that he was going to be the spaceship itself and Transform, kind of like the uh, the game or whatnot. The, um, War Tron for Cybertron? Game. War for Cybertron, yeah, thank yep. you. The War for Cybertron game, that it would be kind of like that. But, oh, no, no, he's just somehow in there.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it was funny, and it didn't need to be explained, and we moved on. And then he came, and he caused trouble, and he got to be another smart dinosaur, so he was a good foil for Grimlock.
1: Yeah, and and has a nice little like speech that my son didn't get at all, but I thought was hysterical about how he uh, how he acts as a boss. He's from um, but...
0: yeah. Yes, it was fun. Yeah, that obviously was for us and not for the kids. It yeah. was.
3: But it was cool. And like, how many times has Tripticon gotten good characterization in any fiction?
2: Marvel Generation 1, UK and US. Okay. One issue here, One issue there. But in both cases, he was smart, trapped in a giant body, and tried to do his best with his awkward ass body. And he fought the Dinobots. Yeah. And zombies.
3: There you go. Yeah, it's rare, right? So it's something that hasn't happened in a while, and we got it, and it was a fun characterization.
1: Like I don't mind how he was in the G one (laughs) cartoon. Again, just a weapon. But he was, he was a big, dumb oaf that it was comic relief, but it worked. I don't know. It worked for my pea size, you know, little kid brain that loves big robots and loves big dinosaurs. So, um, you know, certainly some of the episodes that he was the star in of G one were mildly insensitive. Carbomia, um, specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was not that same version of trypticon. And, you know, again, this, this is what they did in the second movie. um, where it's just like, yep, yeah, now he's a permanent part of the landscape. Now he's a yeah, shopping cool. yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I love that with, like, Optimus is is reading that off. And he's like, wait a minute. Am I reading an ad here? Yeah. He gets so disappointed. It's so funny.
2: <laughs> he sighs. He's oh.
3: Because I, I feel like that's another like kind of fun thing they do with the series is he's just Optimus. Like he's just a very normal G1 Optimus trapped in a much sillier world. And he just has to go along with it. Cause he's like, no, I'm not like boring, serious dad general. And the rest of this world is goofy as hell.
0: Yeah. What, what was that, that line? Like, I think it was in the second movie where someone was like, does that Optimus like always go on like this and whatnot? And they're like, oh yeah, Megatron's just as bad or, or whatever yeah. about the, yeah.
2: But why, why you follow, why do you follow this guy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was really funny.
2: But this was, this was a, a you mentioned that, that this Optimus was like G1 Optimus, but trapped in a sillier world. And and to a degree, I, I do totally agree with that. But Gen 1 Optimus was himself kind of silly. He wasn't like the, somber serious like movie and prime optimist that we got in the late 2000s early teens or whatever Th- this this optimist feels a little i mean he feels a lot like generation one Optimus, like gen one specifically cartoon Optimus, where he is in this kind of uh, gen one optimist played basketball and am i drooling correctly and doing the thing with the ball in his shoulders i don't know this 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 I lost my train of thought.
1: This Optimus to me sort of felt like David Kaye's animated op- Optimus like, like I don't know, some drastic time in the future where he had become the leader of the Autobots. I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of refreshing, though, because I feel like we keep moving this line where you know, Optimus is so serious. And then he like in the movies is like this, like murder Optimus and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad. It's like, Oh, I, I kind of want, you know, more of that, you know, fun, silly, you know,
1: I come back to the brave and the bold comparison of, of Batman brave and the bold compared to the Batman movies at the time. Cause around the same time you had the Christian Bale Batman, and and Optimus has become the Christian Bale Batman at times where it's just like, I'm Batman. You yeah, know, Megatron must be stopped. <laughs> And it's just like it is it, it, you know, whatever it was in the eighties where Grim and Gritty became the the way to go with, with characters, whether it's Dark Knight Returns or Watchmen, like every hero has to go through that phase of just being like I'm gonna rip your face off, kind of thing. Like that's how I show I'm a tough, badass leader is being ultra violent. Um, at least that's how pop culture is like taking these characters through their paths. So, again, this was, you know, you, you had moments where Optimus is beating the crap out of a whole, and I guess killing a bunch of Tarns. Um, yeah. But but you know, he's not he's not an asshole about killing a bunch of Tarns. He's reluctant about killing a bunch of Tarns.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, people are dying. People on both sides die in horrible ways in this cartoon. Yeah. But yeah. it's never taken to the point where, you know, give me your face. And then he rips yeah. Megatron's head and spine out and slings it around and shoots his dad in the face or whatever he did to, to Sentinel. and
0: He shot yeah. his dad in the face, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I also really like with this show, too, that, you know, the bigger main characters are, you know, you can you can feel the weight of like that character, like Grimlock, for example. I mean, he just comes in and just wrecks some stuff like constantly. And I love that where, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you guys might have this guy, this guy, this guy, but we've got a Grimlock and you got to watch out. We've got a Hulk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
1: And, and then we also have a combiner then right. we have and, a volcanicus that the, the volcanicus toy that they've made where it's just the combined thing is kind of meh. I think my son wants it. And I'm just like, nah, if I find out on clearance, maybe I'll pick it up for him. Other than it's that, I'm summer.
3: not. Yeah. I like this volcanicus. Like it was fun. It was a fun way to do it. And I want to own this one, but I don't really want the non transforming Well, non combining. It transforms. Yeah, it does transform. It does something.
1: And and my son was like, when does he turn into the big dragon? Like, I don't know. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't trans. the combiner mode doesn't transform like the toy does. So (laughs) of course it doesn't. Yeah. So it, it was it was still fun. You did have that like very Looney Tunes esque montage of him like learning how to walk as he's doing the whole training thing. Um you know, that, that was, like, straight out of, like, you know, Bugs Bunny. Um, you know, which, again, I could see how some people would be turned off by that. But, you know, it, it it gets back to the show pretty quickly. And, again, if you look at when the Dinobots are saying what happened to them, it's like, oh, their planet got blown up. Their friends all died. Their buddy Tiny Arms wanted to be your, like, Grimlock, and he was killed. It's like, yes. okay, they they... They have some really, you know, just just over-the-top silliness. But that silliness is like, oh, wait, what did they say just happened there? Yeah. Yeah. And
3: I felt the same way about that, like, as it was happening. I was like, wait a second. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Tiny Arms.
3: They have a serious sad backstory. Poor silly Dinobots.
1: I I need uh, I need to see what Tiny Arms looked like. I again I, I want to see like is there did, did he look just like Grimlock? Was he was he you know it, it would be it would be kind of almost it would be almost sort of fun if Tiny Arms was Beast Wars Megatron.
3: <laughs>
1: like I know some see? Beast Wars fans would hate that, but if it turns out like Tiny Arms was just his nickname. And he was a, or if he just not even just keep his name Tiny Arms and he turned into a purple T Rex, like I, I would, I would enjoy that little, you know, again, I, yeah. I, I'm not a huge Beast Wars fan, so I'm sure that's sacrilege to some folks, but, but
3: I, whatever, I like it's fun, yeah. it, it, it works,
0: yeah. So
3: I'd be happy with that. I'd even be happy if they just made him and Beast Force Mega colors and said, This is Tiny Arms, whatever. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yes where i colors that's funny and we right. keep on with their lives
1: yeah yeah no it's it's just you haven't had that many transforming t-rexes so the fact that there's another one that's been introduced it'd be like eh, give us another little homage so
3: and I like these Dinobots. i I really did they were they were fun they were. They were um not relatable. That's not the word I want, but I mean I'm not a dinosaur, but they were like um likable is also not the word I want, but you know what I mean. Like it was easy to get invested likeable. in them. They were definitely likable. Yeah. Investable? I, I can't think of the word I want, but <laughs> they were worth investing in. I cared about them. They were yeah. they were cute and lovable and likable. I wanted them to do good.
1: I, I did like them a little more in the second movie where they weren't the sole focus of attention and they kind of played the role that Dinobots have done like in the, in the 86 movie where they were a bit of the, the big stompy comic relief sort of thing. Um, that, that was, that was a fun usage of them again. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. I actually
3: liked them better than the first movie though. That's fine. To get to talk and
1: yeah. You know, I liked, like, I like swoop a lot. I like their version of swoop. Mm hmm.
3: I'm yeah. really glad that Cyberverse is willing to just be like, eh, we want to have more woman characters. We'll just make Superwoman yeah. now. That's fine. Yeah. That's and it fine. didn't hurt anything. No. It made it better.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like all of the women characters, it just blended into the show. It felt natural for the most part. Yeah. You know, like I didn't. I wasn't sitting there going like, oh, that's, you know, that's a woman, that's a woman, blah, blah, blah.
3: Right, why Why is Cosmos a girl? That's so offensive, I'm upset. No, it was just like, oh well, Cosmos is a girl in this series, that's good. Right.
1: The only thing I didn't like with that was Clobber, just because it's like, wait, I mean, that's Lugnut, it's not Clobber. Like, I just, <laughs> if they had had a, just a joke that Lugnut was her brother. It just because it was such a different character and different sounding voice, but looked so similar. I I will say for a lot of the characters that they did gender swaps on, like, like, okay, you know, it still seemed like that character, maybe not with Cosmos as much, but I I don't know. It was like Lugnut and Clobber robot mode looked the same, different alt mode, but it just like even if they said it was Lugnut. And just had Lugnut be a female this time, I would have been fine with it. But it, the fact that they gave it the nearly identical robot mode and a different name might just, just threw me for a mild loop. But Clobber was a really great character too.
3: Clobber was fine. Yeah. She was one. I'm, yeah. I'm just glad that they actually, like most of the time in Transformers stuff, they won't do a gender swap. And so they just add more and more characters. They just keep piling on new people. In order to add women and in the series they just gender swapped a few characters they're yeah. new versions of the character anyway it's not like right. the Skywarp in the series was going to be original Skywarp, so why not let it be a woman sky warp that's fine doesn't really change thade. it's already a no. new character right
1: right and, and the new ones they add like like shadow striker were you know awesome freaking characters
3: legitimately new characters yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah.
2: Was Shadow Striker a legitimately new character or was she introduced sidebar in R I D? As one of the combiner limbs?
3: I think so. I, I don't know. I, I wanna say, Peter, that the name was just a little bit off. I think it was just like a really close name. But I'm not sure. You're probably right. You're usually right.
1: There's no telling. There is. And I might look it up to find out, but <laughs> you always do, Phil.
2: Look, I have a, a robot with a cowboy hat.
1: Ta-da! And that would oh, yeah. fit in perfectly well in this show. He has a yeah.
0: Because there was he's, one.
2: He's got a vest.
0: What what toy is it's this a, from?
2: This is Gun Kid. I mean Super Megatron. This is gonna be my Super Megatron. He was gonna be Super Megatron, then he wasn't. But he has a cowboy
1: hat, that's all I care about. Look.
0: It's like Wild Wheels. He's, Wheel.
1: yeah. he's a Marshall Brave hat. Star meets Transformers.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's oh. fun. Well, do we have any other plot points and whatnot to talk about? or Anything from the second movie? Because we, we didn't touch it too heavy. Well, we didn't the only thing about there. is there. It's just because it officially is not in the U.S. Oh, so okay. Right. It it hasn't I don't want to like, spoil a bunch of stuff from that. It's
1: honestly. very easy to find on YouTube. And, and it's totally worth a watch. Yep. If
3: you're yeah. waiting for it to be official, you should watch it. It's actually good. I actually enjoyed both the movies separately, but... Yes. I think it was good- it was fun. I think I like the first one better. I think I like the, the Dinobot-centric one a little more than the second one. But that's probably just because I haven't watched all of Cyberverse, so I don't know as many right. of the nods in the universe as I know the odds out of universe to other Transformers stuff.
1: I feel like the only reason I maybe didn't like the second one as much is because it has an ending, and I kind of don't want it to end
2: was going to be my point about the second one is that the first one felt like another adventure with the cyberverse characters Mm -hmm. the second one felt like ending the plot it's done yeah
3: Yeah. it is true
2: still really good you should still everyone just check it out find it watch it wait for it to come out officially whatever you want to do it's still worth a watch most definitely but it
1: yeah. What is? I keep forgetting the name of the MacGuffin in this one. The the helm of what? Oh God, uh,
2: Corvus or something? I I don't remember. Oh, I just,
1: but it's is like it I like don't. Corvus. Peter, was that ever something that's come up in Transformers before? No. Okay, that's, that's a new one. But it felt like such a Transformers MacGuffin name, like the name they give it. The helm of whatever is like. Oh yeah, I think this is new, but it feels like. It could have been some random MacGuffin from a, you know, Marvel UK book from 1987.
3: I agree. The last, like, pseudo-conflict slash observation slash it kind of just bugged me, I do have about both movies, is the voice they gave to Volcanicus. Because, like I said earlier, how they just like to infuse hyperactive 12-year-old boy into the series. For some reason, Volcanicus's voice was a hyperactive 12-year-old boy. And it, was I he was, it was perfect.
2: Yeah. He was a new character, a new being and he right. was like exploring himself a and exploring. Kid. Yeah. yeah, just like look at what I can do. <gasps> look at this. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Cortex
1: Helm. Cortex, Cortex Helm. Thank yeah. you. Cortex, Cortex helm. helm. But but I feel like a lot of the Dinobots had younger sounding voices and in yeah, the second movie they even call them, you know, the, the new guys or the young ones or something like ones. that. So You know, the the voice sort of sounds like an uh, amalgamation of all their voices. Even even in robot mode, Grimlock's voice is not necessarily useful, but is very high energy.
3: Yeah, it worked. Yeah. I just found it to be an annoying voice to listen to, but that's just me.
1: My seven-year-old son absolutely loved it, and I'm pretty sure he was the target audience for that.
3: I'm sure Volcanicus finds my voice annoying, too, and it's okay
0: so but yeah Hmm. overall i'd definitely say that you know if you have kids try to introduce them to the show even if you don't you know this is a you know a really fun show like i enjoyed this it's probably the you know most enjoyable transformers cartoon series that that i've had in in a while
3: so phil was in and Peter was in, and I've been into Cyberverse. Has this redeemed Cyberverse for you, Lucas? Because I know you weren't really, like,
0: super 100%. into it. You were always yeah, kind of no. like,
3: I was okay with Cyberverse, but I don't really care about it.
0: So I couldn't get past that first season. I know, like, a lot of us have have said that. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like if you're, you know, kind of like me, it's like, just start on season two, binge season two. And then if you want to go back, you can you know, you can watch the first season and whatnot, but you know, I, I feel like Christian and I were kind of in the same spot and, yeah. Uh, yeah they, like I really enjoyed the movies. I thought that those were really good. I enjoyed season two, I'm looking forward to watching season three. So.
3: Yay. Hopefully we converted some people in the audience too. They'll go watch yeah. it if they haven't. Give it a try. It's good Transformers fiction, and
0: we don't always get that.
1: Wait, Speaking man, of audience, where's uh, where's Aldron and I? I haven't um, seen him.
0: Uh... Yeah, he. I, I know with it's the later show that uh, I think he's probably had to, you know, sign off early and kind of catch. Some back people on. have to go to sleep. But I do want to mention if uh, if you do like good Transformers fiction, uh, the book club this week is covering Till All Are One, One and Two. So that is, I think there's twelve total issues of that um i believe apparently All right i think yeah yeah think we talked about 12. that there's 12 anyway um and that that was written by um uh, is it margaret scott is that how you pronounce her first name i think anyway margaret. she's a um you know really good writer and whatnot good yeah, at writing so, yes yes um so i'll be curious to, to hear your your thoughts on this anna because i know that you know, you like some of the concepts but not all. I like everything she's written
3: stuff. yet so far, so yeah. we'll see what I think of this one.
0: So but uh but yeah, that is going to be on the TF Talk Discord at uh nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty central on Sunday night, correct?
3: Yep. Feel free to join us. It's a good jumping in point since we're starting a new a new comic book kind of yeah. We'll fill you in what happened and everybody will complain about it. It'll be good. There you go. The plot, not, not filling people in. We spend a lot of time in the, um, in the book club complaining about the characterization of certain characters. Spoiler. It's fun. It's a positive complaining.
0: There you go. So, um, and then, uh, we are actually going to get to, think the mmc uh what is it
3: mentis mentis he's like a dentist for your brain mentis. mentis
0: so yeah so i think we're actually gonna cover it this week uh i believe we skipped a, or we delayed it a week because rob had not gotten gotten his yet and wanted to join us so uh hopefully he'll be able to join us this week but otherwise we're, we're just gonna do it either way so um,
1: mentis yeah. the fresh maker
0: there you go. So check that out. That's gonna be Thursday night at nine thirty Eastern eight thirty central on the TF Talk uh, Facebook page. Um, so yeah. But, what? Cyberverse. Yep. I guess Fun, that's it. Final thoughts. Try. Yeah. Final
2: thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts.
0: Yeah, final thoughts, Peter.
2: Old people like me like to say like oh G one is G one and G G one and then young people like Christian like to say like oh Cybertron's my G one and my G one and mer-, mer-, mer and Cybertron I'm sorry if that was your G one. But Cyberverse is a great if you were a child, place to be it's a great place for that to be your G1 because it is fun, upbeat, positive lots of characters, lots of deep cut Transformers references. You can watch it with your parents if you're, you know, five to 12, like we mentioned earlier. You can watch it with your friends. You can collect the toys. The toys look like the cartoon. Everything matches. Everything syncs up. Everything works really, really well. And I'm an old man saying that. So I hope I'm not too far, like, out of pocket understanding it or whatever. But I had fun watching it, and my kids had fun watching it, and I hope you have fun watching it.
0: Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, Thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, Thanks to Zaldron. Thanks to Catherine. Thanks to Daniel. Thanks to Ron. Thanks to John. Thanks to Starman80s. Thanks to Enots. Robe. Robe, of course, uh, showed up later on here. Thanks to Catherine. Did I say Catherine before? You did.
3: So thank you to
0: all of you yeah thank you to everyone uh we appreciate it and any, anything else for a wrap here i F- feel like you have like a peter peter almost ha- has like a thought but no okay fair enough I think he spends it so all right well thanks guys and we'll see you next week
1: bye everybody hey this has been transformers for your listening pleasure
3: T-F-Y-L-P.